This is The Talking Dead, a podcast dedicated to the AMC TV show, The Walking Dead. Hi, everybody. My name is Chris. And my name is Jason. And this is The Talking Dead Live, number 167, recorded on Saturday, June the 7th, 2014. Mm-hmm. So this is our first live show in more than a year. It's been that long. Well, I think the last one we did was April the 6th, 2013. And that wasn't an April Fool's joke. That was an actual thing. It was an actual thing, yeah. The only reason I know that, because I didn't really go back and look, but there's a comment, or there's some couple of comments on our Ustream page, uh, Facebook comments from that day. So who would go back and... You know, post a comment after. Doesn't seem to make any sense. So here we are again, though. It's uh, live recording. We're going out on Ustream, audio and video, which is exciting. And I know I've been telling people leading up to this that we won't release a video version of this podcast because uh, we just don't save the video. It's kind of a one-time thing. You, You watch it or you don't. And if you miss it, you're out of luck. But I have a feeling that Ustream is going to record this for us this time, so I may be able to at least rebroadcast it on Ustream. Well, what gives you this feeling? Well, I, it's a new version of the broadcasting software, and uh, it asked me if you want to save recordings this time. Oh. And you can save up to three hours. So we should get the first maybe 30 40% of it in in three hours, I think. And uh... Yep. <laughs> yeah, this is a 24-hour show, right? Yeah, that's right. 24 hours, straight through. <laughs> uh, by then, I will be... I don't know, completely out of it. Oh, I'll start crying at uh, in about four hours if we keep doing that. <laughs> right. If we keep going. Okay, so here's how this is going to work, everybody. If you want to call in, you can do that. And what you need to do is have a Skype account, so hopefully you have one of those already, and add The Talking Dead Podcast on Skype. That is our Skype handle. Jason is the Skype master. He is operating the computer. It's uh, that one right over there, in case you're wondering. I'm and more of a Skype journeyman. Okay. I'm not a Skype master, really. I'm more of a journeyman. You don't have the uh, 20,000 hours yet of Skype to call yourself an expert? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, But yeah, I, I generally know what I'm doing on Skype uh, as long as it doesn't get too technical or in, or involved. Okay. Uh, but uh, we'll see how it goes. All righty. Well, he's the Skype journeyman, and what you need to do is add that handle, The Talking Dead Podcast on Skype, and he will accept all requests, and then you can just phone. And... Don't hesitate to call. Just call anytime, and uh, whatever we're doing, we'll we'll break. We'll take a call, and hopefully, we get lots of them. So we're going to start accepting calls now. That's it. I I don't see why not. Yeah. One more thing though, before anyone calls in. All right. The UStream is delayed, probably eight to ten, maybe a little bit more. So seconds. Yeah, seconds. So if you don't, um, when you're on the Skype, you can't listen to your UStream audio because it'll be confusing. It's like calling a radio station. You can't have your radio turned up when you're on the phone. It doesn't work. Right. What you need to do is listen to your Skype audio and mute the live stream. So you can do that on the actual stream. There's a little volume icon there. You can click that to mute it. And then uh, when you're off the call, just go back to the live stream audio. Right. Otherwise, it won't work. So in the past, we've been okay with this. So we'll see how things go, and uh, we'll we'll give it a try. So Just as a, uh, as, a as a Skype thing, if... Uh, our status is do not disturb. We're not taking calls, but if it's available, that's when we're going to start taking calls. Absolutely. So feel free to change it right now. All right, changing it right now to 
online. And we have a caller. Let's see what's going on here. Hello, you're on the air. Can you hear us out there? Can you hear us? Hmm. No, I don't seem to hear anything. Oh, and the call dropped. All right. right. Try, try, tech, you know, we're going to work this out. Everything will be fine. Give us a call back again. It could be that we just couldn't hear you. Let's make sure everything is good here. All right. Well, in the meantime, while we wait for someone else to call, um, if you, uh, well, yeah, we have a, okay, I've got a few things here we can run through while we're waiting for people to call if, if anyone else wants to give it a try. Uh, hopefully it goes better the second time. Oh, we have another one. She's trying again. All right. All right. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Morning. Morning. How, well, well evening. Sorry. Afternoon for it's, us. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm good. It's good. morning where I am. It's uh, five in the morning in the Manila, Philippines. You're in Manila. Wow. What, and what's your yeah. name? This is Bianca. Bianca. Well, hello and good morning. Five in the morning. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's pretty early okay. where you are, obviously, but thanks for calling in. Uh, Bianca, I know you're a regular listener. We've read your emails on the air before, things like that. <laughs> Appreciate you calling. What's what's on your mind today for the live show here? Okay, um, well, I don't have access to the Ustream, so maybe just two questions, three at the most. First is, Chris, were you able to find your backpack after the <laughs> comic convention? <laughs> okay, so no, unfortunately, I never got the backpack back. But I did get in touch with some people I know who, who were organizers and, and employees at Walker Stalker Con, and I got a little bit more information. Uh, they found some of the contents of the backpack. I had some podcast postcards in there, and they had ditched those. I don't remember if I, I mentioned this on the air, but whoever took the bag took those out, threw them away in the, in the hotel room where I left it. And so someone found those, and then that was pretty oh, okay. clear to me that they had taken out the contents and then stolen the backpack. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. It was a really nice bag, but uh, immediately after that, I went out and bought the very same one. So I, brand, You got a brand oh, new one. Yeah, in a different color. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay, and I have one more question for Jason. Sure. <laughs> happened to all the Mad Max references? Mad Max. Oh, I don't know, but I can uh, I can keep adding him back in. That's what I thought the governor was going to do when he left at the end of uh, season three. I thought he was going to put together a whole troop of uh, vehicles, and uh, it was going to be it was going to be a Mad Max kind of thing. But I guess that kind of petered out, which is too bad. Well, you'll have to bring it back, man. You're you're known well, for some references. Well, the call dropped. Sorry about that, Bianca, but uh, thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks. Hopefully we got uh, all your questions. She said two, maybe three, so we went through two. Two, yep. out, of, two out of three ain't bad. Well, I, I will, uh, from this point forward, I will try and add in uh, all the Mad Max references I can. Okay. So I'm going to rewatch all of them and uh, get them fresh in my mind so I can get the references going. All right. Well, let's move along here. Um, listener, uh, listener Katie earlier today was on our Facebook page, and she commented on one of my posts about about this live show coming up. And uh, she said that uh, we need to clean up the studio. We need Now, okay. I, I don't know how she knew that. I was broadcasting for a few minutes earlier on in the day just to test things out, and so maybe she tuned in right at the right time, and she saw kind of a mess around here and, you know, a big, uh, big stuffed bear in the corner of my kids and stuff like that. Uh, so, not, not a stuffed bear, a teddy bear, like a big teddy bear. It's not a stuffed bear. Well, it's a giant bear. It's like the size of you. Yeah, but it's a teddy bear. 
Okay. It's not an actual stuffed actual bear. Okay. Like you don't have a stuffed bear. It's a stuffed. It's a teddy bear. You and semantics, man. <laughs> um, anyways, hopefully, Katie just wanted to say hi and thanks. I hope everything is organized enough for you here. I know there's a lot of stuff on the table, but that's just the way it is. So there's a lot of clutter, but it's all necessary. It's all necessary, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, another email we got from Chris in Syracuse, New York. He sent in a quick prediction and. I wanted to see what your thoughts are on this one, Jason. Related to Terminus. Chris writes, When Rick and his people are frisked by the Terminus group, they check everyone for all weapons, except they do not make Carl remove his hat. (laughs) Ah. Rick thought ahead that if captured, they could have hidden a pistol to help in their escape. So he's talking about how they're going to get out of this train car, right? Right. And, you know, he, he mentioned also, that's just an excerpt, he mentioned that um, he, he buried the guns outside, someone's going to find those probably, but what if he kept a pistol under, uh, <laughs> under Carl's hat? So hats are not good for storing pistols. They're more good for storing secrets. You know, keep it under your hat. Mm-hmm. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's possible. I think the possibility exists. However, the probability does not. Well, I mean, what if he rigged up some sort of gun storage uh, you know, strapping inside the hat. Uh, it, it is possible, and, and I'll tell you why. So I used to be in a pipe band uh, back, in, back, back in high school, late high school. I was in a pipe band, and I don't know if you've ever seen uh, pipe bands in full dress before, but they, uh, you wear the kilts, and you wear the tunic, and you wear the, uh, the sash, mm-hmm. and the spats, and the shoes, and the whole thing. You also wear a feather bonnet. Now, it's very similar to, you know, the guards at Buckingham Palace? Uh, it's similar to that, but it's uh, it's it's it has it's more feathery, and there's a hole inside this bonnet, mm-hmm. and inside there you can store whatever you want. You can put I've known guys to put beer in there. They put a towel in there because when you're marching in a parade, it gets hot and you get sweaty. Uh, you could put all kinds of stuff in there. You could put a gun in there. I'd, I've never known anybody to ever actually do that, nor have a need for it. But uh, there's a lot of storage space in there. Like you could put in probably two or three beer. Uh, so you could store it under the hat, but I'm not really sure. We have we have a call here. I'm going to take it. Hello. Hello. Hi. hi. What, what's your name and where are you from? Hi, I'm Kiana. I'm from Los Angeles. Oh, hi. Hi, Kiana. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good. Um, I was wondering. I wanted to know uh, if you guys were still playing The Walking Dead, the uh, second season, and what you thought of it. The Telltale game? We are indeed, well, sort of, to answer your question. Uh, we've both played the first chapter of season two, right? First episode. Sorry, yeah. first episode. And I've played the second one, but not the third one. I've not played the second or the third one. But coincidentally enough, uh, I do believe we have a review episode coming up soon. Yeah, our next podcast after this one is going to be about that game we're gonna play it we're gonna get all caught up to episode three and we're gonna talk about it next time that should be probably in a couple of weeks but uh uh, so that'll be coming but just quickly right now um i can tell you that i'm still loving it i thought the first season was fantastic and uh, it totally deserved all of its um game of the year accolades and i think season two has been just as good if not maybe even better um oh yeah yeah i'm i'm completely caught up i've already played episode three and i've really been enjoying it too oh good it's been very um dark i guess you could say yeah (laughs) 
definitely dark, but that's a little bit, uh, that's sort of the nature of The Walking Dead, right? It's kind of a dark property. Not much Not much good ever happens to these characters. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Are you much of a video game player in general? Or is this sort of more, you know, one of the first ones you've tried? No, I am a gamer. I do. I have a PlayStation and an Xbox, and I try to play as much as I can, so. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll be we'll be reviewing it more in a couple of weeks, and uh, um, I, sh- I you know what? I'll just throw it out there right now. I've been chatting with um, Melissa Hutchinson, who does the voice for Clementine in the game, and we might try to get her on the show, so that should be fun. That will, will, will be fun. Oh, great. Uh, good to talk to you guys. Great. Well, thank you for uh, for calling. Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yeah, so we'll be doing that video game next week um, or in a couple of weeks probably once we, we're all caught up. But I'm, I've am i really enjoyed it. And, and like I said, season two seems to be even better than, uh, than season one. Um, Katie in the chat room asked, did we cry during the first episode? And she did tear up. Um, no. I don't recall crying. I don't recall crying. Uh, that's not to say that might not happen yet while I'm playing the game at some point. It's pretty pretty dark, pretty emotional. So you never know. Katie, you should call in and say hi. You really should. <laughs> if anyone out there is listening, if you do want to call in, what you want to do is add the Talking Dead podcast on Skype. And then uh, we will accept all the invitations we get or the requests we get and you can give us a call and talk about it whatever you want we did have a missed call from michael if you want to try again we can uh we might be able to answer it this time cool um yeah we're doing one at a time so if if you call while we're talking to someone we'll have to we'll have to can you do two at a time well you can do um conference conference calls calls, i guess but let's not get out of control here, Jason. Come on, man. <laughs> well, I'm just, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not sure what happens if I'm on a call and I accept another call. Does, I don't know. Does a conference you win or does it hang up? It's a really good question. But at the same time, we don't, I don't necessarily This is why I'm a journeyman and not a master of Skype. Got I don't it. know these things. I only have two friends on Skype, you and Dave, <laughs> friend of the show, Dave. And that's, right. that's pretty much it. All right. So you were talking about storing stuff in, in your hat. Are you good there? Yeah. You used to store stuff in your hat. So it is possible to store a firearm under your hat. All right. Michael's calling back in here. Hello. You're on the air. Hi. Um, this is Mike from Kentucky. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Um, I just wanted to well, first say that congratulations on so many Facebook likes. Oh, thank you very and much. Also, and also, I wanted to talk about how I thought the zombie virus works if that's okay sure uh, um i've always wanted to call in with this but i just didn't know when but um the way i think it works is like you know how everybody's infected but like living people don't turn um right i believe that the virus is fought with the immune system of living people so as long as you're alive you know the immune system's fighting it back but once you die that's when the virus can mutate and you're oh, Gert Arg want to eat people. Right. And that's also the mutated viruses in the walkers, and that's how you die from a walker bite. And that's how it makes sense of my head and sleep at night. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a really good theory. I like that. So you're breaking up a little bit there, but what you were saying was um, everyone has it in their body. We know that. And your immune system is fighting it off until you die, at which point it mutates and brings you back. Or if you're if you're alive and you're bitten by one, that triggers the mutation in the virus, and therefore you 
kind of start to turn into a zombie while you're alive, which ultimately just kills you and brings you back. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. That makes sense. That's a great theory. I like that. I mean, just... Like that keeps me up at night, so I just make sense. I love it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That work. That works. That. But that's sounds pretty all good. I need. And thank. No. Oh, yeah. A little bit uh, choppy there, but uh, I think we got the gist of it. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, Mike. We'll uh, talk to you later. Yeah. Call dropped. A little bit, uh, a little bit Skype problems on that one, but hopefully everyone got that. Good theory, though. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it seems to make sense. And uh, I always am amazed how um, how how people continue to think about you know the different avenues and the different ways that this thing works and and what it can do to you and how it works and why it kills you and stuff like that. It's cool stuff. Cool. Uh, all right. So there's a few kind of news ish type items we're gonna run through here. Um, the first one is we know we've known for a while right now that Greg Nicotero was the director on season five, episode one, right? which is fin- finished shooting. They're doing episode two or three by now. And we have another call? Yeah, we have another call. Let's take it. All right. Hi. Ooh. Hello, you're on the air. Hi, guys. It's Angie from Birmingham. Hi, Hi how are you? How are you doing? Hi. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. Great, really good. Uh, if I sound out of breath, I'm not excited to be talking to you. I'm walking my dog, so I apologize. <laughs> what, what time is it there in Birmingham? Um, it's nearly half past ten at night. Oh, nice. Yeah, we wanted to try to arrange this so that it was a convenient time for us. <laughs> and also not not too late over there in Europe. And, uh, you know, we had a call from the Philippines already. It's 5 a.m. there, which is a little early, I understand. But uh, um, hopefully people all over the world can tune in. But Angie, what's on your uh, mind today? Uh, well, like last call, I just wanted to really congratulate you on uh, your Facebook likes. Thank you. Uh, I sent to Chris, uh, I sent the message, I reckoned 150,000 by the premiere. <laughs> I'm starting to think it might be 200 now. <laughs> it's, uh, it's madness. It's all out of control. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on Judith. Is it a good thing or a bad thing that she's still alive? Judith. So, um, I've always kind of thought that having a baby on the show was a bit of a a hindrance kind of it's you know they always have to worry about writing stories that make sense and you know with a baby around um yeah but they seem to so far i think they've seemed to make it work um for the most part you know it's it seems a little bit crazy that uh that there was the giant attack on the prison and there was all that gunfire and a tank and then there were kids running around with a baby. I, you know, that's a little bit questionable, yet they, they seem to make it work. And then as they were in, you know, in the forest in the second half of season four, um, I could kind of believe that sort of stuff. But it, it's going to get to a point where the baby doesn't make sense anymore, I kind of feel like. Yeah, especially, you know, as uh, Judith gets older, if, uh, you know, as she becomes a toddler, that's going to be unmanageable on the TV show, I would think. Having a uh, you know having a baby is one thing because you can just assume the baby is quiet, and then move on with your lives. But once the baby becomes a toddler, uh, toddlers are not very reasonable when it comes to you know be quiet. <laughs> our lives are in danger. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So you know that's just a yeah. general assumption. So uh, I think I think once Judas becomes a toddler and a little bit older, it's going to become unmanageable. So they have to do something, either. Yeah. It almost it almost feels like it's uh, ignore the fact that she's still there and hope everybody forgets about her. Right. Yeah. I mean, TV shows. Uh, well, TV shows not that are not The Walking Dead have sort of just written characters off before. You know, they're in there one episode and then they're gone later on i don't see them doing that but they're they might have to find a creative way to to get rid of judith for lack of a better word do you have angie do you have any thoughts on what what they could do other than kill her off oh i wanted to see a dead at the prison <laughs> <laughs> all right then <laughs> i was waiting to see that baby explode <laughs> all right well then maybe that's what we're gonna go for who knows i don't know <laughs> uh, That'd be quite Sorry, dramatic. I guess I'm a little bit sick. <laughs> <I can't laughs> help it. Oh, that's funny. That's fine. Hey, right. right. thanks, guys. Oh, I thank really you. appreciate everything you do. Oh, thank, well, thank you. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next time, maybe. Bye. Yeah. So, baby, um, they've done okay so far, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll go back to the news item here. So, Greg Nicotero is the director on season five, episode one. And he did a little, uh, uh, what did AMC put out one of those spotlights? What do they call them? This Week in the Walking Dead? No. He put out, they put out a thing anyways, uh, check-in with the director of the, of the first episode. Right. And uh, he said, Greg Nicotero did, The first episode of season five that I just finished directing was the most challenging in terms of the scope, the amount of work, and the story we told. We literally made an entire movie within nine days. Wow. Take that call. All right, new caller. It's done okay so far. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, this is Gemma in the UK. Hi, Gemma, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Yeah, it's also 10 o'clock here as well, isn't it, you know, so (laughs) I'm waking up to speak to you guys. Oh, thanks. I'm surprised you got out of bed to come and talk to us. Yeah, that's past my bedtime. I don't know if I'd do it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I just want to say I just disagree with the last caller i heard as well was it angie from birmingham yes uh-huh. about judith yep um yeah <laughs> i don't want to see that baby explode at all <laughs> and uh, i think she's important as well that's why they're keeping her around right do you agree with me well how, no? how do you think how do you mean important uh do you do you think just as from a storytelling perspective or do you think she's important somehow within the universe of the walking dead yeah, I do. I think she might be the key to a cure in a way. I think, you know, a baby conceived after the start of the apocalypse, I think can be quite important. So I think Judith could be being a bit overlooked. Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> anyway, that's my theory. So that's not my question. So. Well, I think it's a good theory. Um, and the only problem is, will the show go on long enough to have her grow up to be a factor in the group or will we just suddenly jump ahead at some point like years so judith is suddenly a teenager or even a, a young adult or something like that i i'm not sure how they would end up doing that i think maybe the 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 adult characters that we have might have to somehow if she is important to a cure or something like that to to figure that out on their own i think it we might solve both problems like having uh having judith be uh, a potential uh you know, way to a cure and a way to get rid of her is that some group comes in, swoops in, and goes, she might be the cure, we're taking her, mm. and they're gone. 
and we don't see them for either for a very long time or ever again. Mm -hmm. I hope it's not you, Jean, who figures out what to do with her anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so my question is, um, with the spin-off show, mm -hmm. where do you see it going? What do you see for it? And maybe will there be a character that's different to Rick? Maybe a female? Someone like, you know, there's always a male character in these shows is centered around. I was just thinking maybe a nice female lead would be good this time, whatever your thoughts are. That's true. Jason? Well, I would like to see the show uh, be completely different, but yet in the same universe. Like, it's still a zombie apocalypse, still things are going on, but have a different scope. Like, maybe have some kind of uh, organization that does have resources. Like, they're not just a group of survivors that are uh, going from one dire situation to another, but have an actual, uh, maybe a government organization that is in shambles, but still an organization. I'd like to see something like that. I mm -hmm. kind of think that there's one of two ways it can it will go. Uh, well, maybe one of three ways. And there's one that I definitely would prefer. But first, I think they'll either, they might do something that is right at the beginning of the outbreak and show... Maybe not a worldwide worldwide response, but more of a um, like a, an American sort of official response to what's going on. Right. The problem is with that, I think, is that the zombie apocalypse in the Walking Dead universe seems to take place very very quickly, and uh, the zombies take over very very quickly. So there isn't like months or years of time where this is slowly happening, unless they start a show like that well before um, well before sort of the point at which Rick is in that coma at the beginning. Right. Um, so I'm not so keen on that, that angle. Another one would be have a show that's basically similar, but, but follows a different group of characters, maybe in a different part of the country. That could be just fine in my opinion, although it would, it would have to be different in some significant way that it doesn't feel like the same show with different characters. Right. And then the one I would really like to see is do something in the medium to distant future. So, you know, The Walking Dead right now picked up basically right at the beginning of the apocalypse. But what if we had a show that picked up 50 years after the events of the current show? And things could be very, very different then. And, you know, survival and, and characters could be very, very different. In fact, they could be in a rebuilding, a societal rebuilding process at that point. Um, and, you know, they wouldn't have technology, they wouldn't have fuel, they wouldn't have all the things that even now in the show they kind of do have access to, or they'd have to have some other, some other access to stuff like that. So I think that's the one I'm most interested in seeing, go way in the future and tell a story that's just, uh, just all new and leave this one far, far behind. So think Game of Thrones, but a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Judith, Judith could be um, leading the army with Carl. That's true. Because that's, that's what I see. I see Carl being like, you know, like John Connor sort of thing. Sure. And oh, yeah. like, you know, being a sort of savior to the future, maybe. Sure. I mean, Carl's like 14 now or something on the show and or 13. And, and if he in 50 years or in 40 years when he's in his 50s, we could still have that character on the show. We could still have Judith. Right. And maybe it could focus on them, and that's what ties it back to these characters. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it's still so different, right? It's fifty years later or forty years later, so they can do you know anything they want along those lines. I think, 
I think that would really, really be a cool idea and would work for me. Right. Honestly, what I think is going to happen is we're just basically going to get another group of survivors in the same time frame that we have now. And it's just, it's going to be a different group encountering different situations, but very similar to what we have now. Yeah. Bring it over here and do the Walking Dead UK. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It'd be funny. I yeah. Think. I don't see why not. Like, get out of the States actually wouldn't be a terrible idea either, you know. Um, set it in Africa yeah. or UK. I or... like the UK. I think we should, uh, I think uh, The Walking Dead UK would be awesome. <laughs> totally. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in. Yeah, thank you. I just want to say I love you. Thank, thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Oh, I listen to it. I just can't wait. Yeah, it comes, you know, on a Tuesday morning. I'm so excited to get it. So, yeah, thanks. You're doing a great job. Thanks, guys. Great. Perfect. Thank you very much. Thanks. All right. So let's... They had a Law & Order UK, and that was one of my favorite shows. Yeah. So why don't we have a Walking Dead UK? Yeah. I'm all for it. No, I know. I think you're probably right. I think in terms of a spinoff, it's most likely that we'll get just a different group of survivors who are going through similar yet different uh, different things in different part of the country. And that's probably the least interesting one, in my opinion, to be to be quite honest, right? Right. Um, so we will see. That's, uh, that's going to be coming up in 2015, the spinoff show. So it'll be here before we know it. Yeah. And uh, we will be covering it right here on this very podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, let's remind everyone that if you do want to give us a call while we're doing this, add the Talking Dead podcast on Skype. Jason is watching the Skype. He is going to accept all the incoming requests. And uh, we pretty much take calls from anybody. So uh, do that and give us a call. In the meantime, I had just finished reading a quote from Greg Nicotero, who had uh, directed Season 5, Episode 1, and he basically said that it was huge, it was big, they made an entire movie within nine days. That, that's huge. So you know what I think they should do? Make another movie in nine days? They should give us a 90-minute premiere for Season 5. If there is that kind of, you know, if there is that much stuff, or if they've done that much for Season uh, 1, uh, sorry, Season 5, Episode 1, extend it. I don't know if you can shoot 10 minutes worth of television show in one day. That's a lot to ask for. Because if they've done it in nine days, and if it is a 90-minute pilot, that's 10 minutes a day. That's a lot of you know on-camera time. It is, but he said, like his quote is, the amount of work and the story we told was the most challenging in terms of scope. I kind of went reversed it there, but that's right. essentially what he said. And they made an entire movie in nine days. I mean, a movie is hour and a half, two hours long. I don't know. I would love to get an extended uh, season premiere. We haven't done that in a while. It's been a while. The The pilot was extended it or was. season two? Pilot. Okay. Pilot was 90 minutes. So there you go. Why not? They should do something like that. Uh, all right. If anyone out there is listening in the southern Ontario or maybe upstate New York area, Chandler Riggs is going to be at Niagara Falls Comic Con. Oh, yeah? Now, this is rather pertinent so pay attention he's there today <laughs> let's go and tomorrow niagara falls comic-con <laughs> is this weekend so we got to get in the car right now well it's, go. it's a couple hours to niagara falls we could yeah. we could make it uh for tomorrow anyways oh for tomorrow yeah yeah he's there <clears throat> i just thought i'd throw that out there since uh you know there's people listening live and he is there this weekend he's going to be doing photo ops probably have a chance to to meet him something like that and uh, that's at Niagara Falls Comic Con in Niagara Falls, Canada, not on the U.S. side. Right. 
So if you're American, you got to cross the border. But you're going to meet Chandler Riggs. I don't see why you wouldn't do that. He crossed the border. So can you. He's a nice kid. I met him. Uh, well, I met him back way back after season one of the show. Right. So he was he was pretty young then. He's changed quite a bit yeah, since yeah. then. Uh, all right. The Walking Dead has a marathon coming up on AMC. Uh, you're talking about a, a television show marathon and not an actual Walking Dead marathon. No, they do those too, though. Because that'd be cool. Have you seen those? I They're, have not. You know what? It's not officially Walking Dead, but they do like zombie runs and stuff like that. Well, I know they have a superhero marathon. Do they? I, th- I thought I saw a bunch of people dressed up as superheroes. Maybe it's just people dressing up in an actual <laughs> marathon to do it in costume. Could be. I don't know. Uh, that, okay, they well, should do that if they don't. So a Walking Dead marathon. AMC um, is is doing a Walking Dead marathon over the uh, July 4th long weekend right. in the States. And they are going to start at 9 a.m. on Friday, July 4th with Season 1, Episode 1, and uh, run straight through Season 1, 2, 3, and 4 all the way to Sunday evening. Hmm. So not many of us here probably have not seen all of the seasons. But if you want to rewatch, if you, you know, you want to veg out for that whole weekend, maybe uh, have a beverage and a hamburger, you can sit in front of your TV and watch The Walking Dead for three straight days. You can do both now. I was at the grocery store today, and yet they had uh, burgers with vodka in them. What? A vodka burger, and I think there was a tequila burger. I was a little bit weirded out, and I almost bought one, but uh, I didn't. So you can do both at the same time. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that... I don't they put know. beer in bratwurst, right? Yeah, okay. So, I mean, the alcohol has a, has a lower uh, boiling point than water, so by the time you cook it, all the alcohol's gone. It just leaves you with the flavor. Right. So it's not actual alcohol. No, I get it. It's like rum balls. There's no actual alcohol in it. <laughs> sure. Well, I don't know. If you want to get a weird tequila hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> and watch The Walking Dead. And watch The Walking Dead. You can do that straight through on uh, July 4th, long weekend. Make it, a instead of a drinking game, have a hamburger game. Every time Rick says, uh, I don't know, whatever it is that you use for a drinking game, instead of drinking a shot, you eat a hamburger. <laughs> That, how could that possibly? <laughs> what could possibly go wrong with eating that many hamburgers? They don't have hamburger games. They have drinking games, but they don't have hamburger games. No, no, they don't. But maybe they should. Maybe they should. Uh, okay, Zen Studios. There's another Walking Dead video game coming along, Jason. Cool. Now this is a this is a different one. It's Walking Dead uh, Pinball, but video game pinball. Nice. I have a pinball game on my iPad that I really like. Yeah. Well, I don't know if this is coming to iPad to be honest, but it is coming to some computer computing platform. Some kind of device. Yeah. Zen Studios is releasing the Walking Dead pinball video game. And interestingly, it is based on the other video game from Telltale Games. Nice. We have another caller here. Hello, you're on the air. Hi. Hi. What's your name and where are you from? This is Maria um, from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Hi. Hey, Maria. Longtime listener. How are you? Yes, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. We're great. Good. I wanted to ask a couple of things. Well, and I wanted to give my opinion, too, about um, what the last caller was talking about mm-hmm. with sure. the spinoff. Um, I think that if, if you remember back in season one when they were at the CDC with Dr. Jenner, he was saying how um, the French were the last ones to hold out um, as far as, and they were close to finding a cure. 
And I would be very interested to see them go with the spinoff to Europe to um, see what the French were doing and what happened with them. Yeah, go to Europe. Um, I, I think so. Do, do you think in a, Do you think they could do an American TV show that takes place entirely in France? No, but I would like to see bits and pieces of that at least. Right. Um, you know, I would lo- I would just love to see that and see what happened in France that Dr. Jenner was talking about. You know, maybe if they went from like a military perspective or whatever um, and government response perspective and they showed us glimpses from across the world um, and showed us, you know, what happened in France and how they were close to finding a cure and what happened that they didn't find the cure. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I, I think that's a great idea. It's sort of... Uh... Similar to how uh, the Twilight Zone is, where every episode yes. would be a different storyline with different characters, and so you could yes. jump around the planet. You could have the uh, you, you could have what happened in the West Wing or in in the in the White House in the U.S. You could have what happened in France. You could have what happened somewhere else. You could jump around all over the place. That'd be an interesting concept. Yes, which would accomplish um, the making it a different show, but still having it in the same universe. Yeah, I really so like that idea. That's what I would really love to see as far as the spinoff goes. And and from but, a paying the actor's point of view, it's cheap because you get new actors every time and new actors are yeah. always cheap. <laughs> yeah, what, what true, if they, very what, true. Yeah, what if they did kind of a, a true detective model? I don't know if you've seen that, but True Detective has only had one season. And, I have not seen it yet, but I have all intentions of watching it. Oh, you really should. It's fantastic. But the idea there yeah. is that... True Detective Season 1 was one distinct story, and Season 2 is going to be something totally different. Different actors and, uh, uh, you know, same concept, but different detectives mm-hmm. and different storyline. So we're not getting those detectives back? I don't believe so, no. It's it's going to be new detectives. It's going to be a new case, basically. Oh, Jason's sad. That's, I know. It's, they were oh. very good. But if The I Walking Dead... they did that with The Killing as well. Well... Did you guys watch that? They did, although it was the same cast and the same actors, but a different... Well, season one and two were the same case, and then season three was a different case. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, But if the Walking Dead spinoff did, did like, seasons, and maybe not individual episodes like The Twilight Zone, although I like that idea, Mm -hmm. too, but maybe a full season about the response in France, and then a full season about something else in the U.S., and then a full season about Mm -hmm. somewhere else, and that could work, too, and I think that might be a really cool idea. That's a great idea. A lot of possibilities there. Mm. Okay, so my next question is this, um, and this may be a little bit out there, but I'm curious if you guys have heard of this theory and if you have what you think of it. Okay. Have you guys heard of the theory that is sort of buzzing around out on the Internet um, about the connection between The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad? Well, I know that the blue meth showed up in The Walking Dead way back in season one, I think. Yes. But, but is there something beyond that? Because if that's there the is, case, I have not heard it. There's a big theory that is going around that um, Breaking Bad and Walking Dead are happening in the same universe and that Breaking Bad actually happened first and that Jesse drove um, the Red Charger to Atlanta, the same one that Glenn... Um, stole and or like hot wired and drove out oh. of Atlanta when you know in the first season yeah or I, I think it was the second episode it when was, he got the yeah. red charger and some people are saying that like Walter White's meth 
somehow is responsible for the zombie outbreak and that um, Breaking Bad is like the first in the um, the almost like trilogy and then The Walking Dead kind of happens next and that somehow um, the the whole new spinoff Better Call Saul from Breaking Bad is going to tie the two together and show you how Breaking Bad and Walking Dead connect. Better and Call Saul? Listen, yeah, it's a spinoff from Breaking Bad. Yes, yeah, there's yeah. a spinoff coming from that too. Yep. Um, which is why I bring this up because of the Walking Dead spinoff and, you know, you know, who knows if that could be incorporated too. If this, I know it's kind of crazy theory, but I don't know if it's true or not. But there's a, if you listen to in the episode still when Daryl is talking, he um, is describing the meth dealer that Merle was with and he describes Jesse Pinkman down to a T. Um, down to saying, you know, I'm going to kill you, bitch, is exactly what he said to Daryl when he was holding the gun to him. And, right. you know, anybody who's ever watched Breaking Bad knows that that's what Jesse always says is bitch. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he called him a janky little white guy. <laughs> and um, so there's all these crazy theories going around about how the two are connected and they keep throwing in all these little nods to each show. Um, and there's little nods in Breaking Bad to Walking Dead. And, of course, I can't even think of them right now because I'm all excited that I'm on the phone with y'all. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I just wondered if y'all had heard about any of those theories and, if so, what y'all thought. All right. So I haven't heard these theories, and I like them. And I, li I really like the idea that Better Call Saul is the spinoff to both shows. I think that would be fantastic that if it was uh, the actual prequel to it, you know, it happens after Breaking Bad, but it's the prequel to The Walking Dead and it's one show spin off of both. I think that'd be yeah. awesome. That is a really, really cool idea. Um, I don't know. I mean, they could, I guess they could do something like this. Better, better Call Saul is a prequel to Breaking Bad, though, isn't it? It's supposed to take place before. It almost before. sounds too crazy to even be true, but I started thinking, <laughs> you know, Vince Gilligan and Scott Gimple are brilliant enough that they could probably pull something like that off. Yeah. They, they could, and I think you're right. It sounds too crazy to be true, which maybe is why it is, but I kind of fall on the side that, that uh, you know, Breaking Bad started so much. I guess this wasn't the plan all along because Breaking Bad started well before Walking Dead was on the air, right? I think so. Yeah, at least a few years. Um, I'm not sure when it started. Yeah, I mean, it did five years and it ended last year. But anyways, maybe mm -hmm. not that long because Walking Dead's done four already. So uh, I think it's. I think it would be. I think it would be awesome if they did something like that. But yeah. I'll be surprised, honestly, if they do. I have a feeling these, you know, these showrunners just like to throw in little Easter eggs from each other's shows. And, uh, you know, as a nod to each other, almost kind of like the way Spielberg and George Lucas used to do that with Star Wars yeah, and uh, Spielberg's movies, Indiana Jones and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, I uh, I think it would be cool. And I hadn't heard all those theories. I, I, I think I'd heard little bits and pieces of that. But it sounds like there's a whole movement out there of people really looking for things. <laughs> there really is. <laughs> yeah, so if I find any more of it, I'll like send y'all a link or something. Right. Yeah, so, totally. So Breaking Bad had two full seasons in before uh, The Walking Dead started. Right. That doesn't mean they couldn't, okay. you know, Walking Dead comes along and they're like, 
hey, I got an idea. Let's <laughs> incorporate all this stuff. So I don't yeah. know. Better Call Saul is a spinoff of both shows. That's yeah, that's cool. That'd be fantastic. I know that. Uh, that would be really cool. Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley were in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah, they were. <laughs> well, they used to do uh, sister shows like and, that and all Mork the time. And Mork and Mindy. The same universe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mork, Mork showed up in Happy Days. Okay. <laughs> That's a little strange. <laughs> it is a little strange, but it happened. All right. I'm just waiting to see Jesse show up in The Walking Dead. That'll be crazy. Oh, that would be excellent. <laughs> that would be. That would be really cool. I mean, yeah. both they're two of my favorite shows ever, you know, and yeah, to, to put too. them together, uh, that would be awesome. I Although I said uh, to my wife just the other day that this final season of Mad Men, I think, is right up there, too. I'm really, really enjoying that. So maybe they got to throw it in there. That somehow. All of the AMC shows are in the same universe. That's it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Why not? Perfect. Well, thanks for calling. Good to talk to you. Thank you guys so much. I didn't mean to keep you on quite so long, but I appreciate it. I, I love your show, and I listen to every single episode, and... Great. Right there with you, so thanks. Excellent. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 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 Yeah, that would be crazy if they somehow incorporated all those shows. It would be it would be Marvel Universe in the movies epic. They don't do that in TV, do they? You know, just have uh you know, Marvel has its own universe and DC has its own universe. Is that right? Or is yeah. there multiple DC? No, DC is trying to, right? I, I think in the movies they're making. What's X Men? X Men is Marvel. So that's but, in the Marvel universe. Kind of. X-Men is not made by Marvel Studios, though. X-Men is owned by another production company because they sold it before Marvel created their own movie studio. No, I'm just thinking the, the comic books. Oh, the comics. Well, I'm talking about the movies. Though, I know, but, but are, is, is all of Marvel in the same universe, or is the X-Men separate universe? Oh, I don't know. When it comes to the comics, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, maybe technically they are, but you can do anything you want in a comic, right? So you can... You can you can uh, make stuff up that alters past history, retcon stuff. Right. So I would really like all of AMC stuff to be in the same universe. I think that'd be fantastic. That would be very, very cool. Uh, I would jump up and down and wave my hands in glee. You know, like this. <laughs> okay, AMC, <laughs> we need you to do that so Jason can jump up and down and wave his hands in glee. Yeah. All righty. Um, we were talking about the uh, the Walking Dead pinball video game that's coming, and I think I had said that the interesting thing is it, it is based on the other Walking Dead game, the Telltale game, not the TV show or not the comic, right? which is kind of cool. And it incorporates apparently all five seasons of season one of the Telltale game. All five seasons of season all one? All five episodes of season one. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> I'll be all right. Uh, they put out a press release. And in it, they said, it is a true collaborative effort. Both Zen and Telltale have worked together on each detail of the table design, sharing ideas and fusing their passion to bring the story and choice-driven gameplay of The Walking Dead Season 1 journey to the play field. I don't know how exactly that works in a pinball game, but somehow they're going to give it a shot. That's awesome. (laughs) Very, very cool. All right. Anyone anyone else want to give us a call? Yeah, give us a call on the line here. If you want to, what you need to do is add the Talking Dead podcast to Skype, and uh, Jason will accept all requests, and then you can give us a call and talk about what's on your mind. It doesn't necessarily have to be Walking Dead related. I know that's what we talk about here constantly. But if you just want to say hi or, or call in and, you know, something else, then why not do that? You can do that. It will be really good. 
Um, this will be released as a regular podcast later to everyone. So uh, if you did call in already and you want to hear yourself one more time, I'll put this out tonight <laughs> or, or maybe tomorrow and you can download it on the normal feed. Alrighty. So next time on the podcast, we're going to be talking about the AMC, uh, sorry, the Telltale game a little bit more once we get all caught up on it. And uh, that should be happening in a couple of weeks. Jason, what else is on your mind for this week while we don't have anyone on the line? For, you know, as far as what goes? The TV or sure. Walking Dead or sure. what have you? You know you know what I want to talk about for a second? Orange is the New Black? I haven't watched that yet, no. Season 2 just got released on uh, Netflix. I know. I've seen Season 1, have not seen Season 2. Um, but last time when we did a podcast, we talked about uh, all the all the new podcasts that we want to start. Oh, yeah. Like the Game of Thrones, no, the Iron Throne Microphone. The Iron Throne Microphone and yeah. True Detect Talk. True Detect Talk. You know, those would be really fun to do, I think. And uh, we did have an, a few people email in uh, while we were talking about that and and say how great it is that we're starting those new podcasts. <laughs> yeah, well, th those were fake. That I mean, most th the word lies was even in the title of the episode, I believe. Yeah, it was. Most of the people who who wrote in uh, turned around, you know, they wrote in as they were listening, right? And then we revealed that it was just kind of all of a big stupid joke. And then they wrote in and said, oh, sorry, never mind. You got me all excited. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so. it'd be fun to do a lot of uh, a lot of podcasts on a lot of different television shows. Hey, man, if we could do this full time, that would be great. Maybe not for the Bachelorette. Yeah. I, might, I might have to draw the line in the sand there for you know reality shows. Yeah, I don't think I could do anything with a with a plot, and not a manufactured plot like reality shows. Right, because the producers manufacture plots in those too. Oh, they sure do. They sure do. A friend of mine in the neighborhood had their house on a on a rent of one of those renovation shows oh, yeah. uh, love it or list it oh yeah and they shoot both um they shoot both endings and then the producers decide which ending they're going to use so the uh the homeowners are told to pretend to that they want to sell mm -hmm. and they're told to pretend that they want to keep it that's right that's right that I don't know. You know, hopefully we don't get sued for revealing their secrets, but uh, <laughs> that's apparently what they do. And uh, so don't be fooled, everybody. <laughs> Somebody in the Ustream chat room asked what characters are on top of my monitor, on top of my iMac right there. Right. Uh, just in case anyone wants to know, we've got Daryl Dixon standing here right there with the crossbow. And we've got Maggie Green holding her knife right there nice and over there right in the front uh, i don't know if you can see we've got michonne bobblehead behind the computers there so uh there she goes bobbling yep so we got all kinds of stuff I, you know i had a thought that maybe i'd i'd throw out there a question to everyone how many walking dead characters can you see in the shot <laughs> and see if anyone could figure it out but uh, uh, i count three and a hat <laughs> Three in a hat, yeah. There's a hat. There's there's uh, Clementine's hat up on my light behind us. All righty. Well, we've been going for about an hour. We had uh, Eric on uh, on Skype chat asking, quick question, Jason, is that you on the drums on the podcast intro? Sadly, <laughs> no. <laughs> Who does the intro? Sloan. Sloan. Mm -hmm. A great Canadian band, Sloan, from out east. Mm -hmm. should check them out. Definitely, that's their tune 
uh, Money City Maniacs mm -hmm. from their album Navy Blues. I'm just doing that from memory, so I hope I got it right. Uh, they're a cool band. They are a very cool band, so check them out if you want to. I wish I was in Sloan. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be really cool, man. It would. They are. They're good. Um, any other questions? Anyone? Come on, someone give us a call. Maybe we'll start calling people randomly. <laughs> yeah, I have some people that, uh, you know, put us on Skype but didn't uh, haven't called in yet, so we could uh, <laughs> we could make a call. I want to hear maybe some predictions, more predictions for season five. Who's got a prediction? We've read a couple from listeners this week and uh, last week, but we need some more. And the closer we get to season five, the more information is going to come out. So, uh, so predictions are sort of easier to make, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Let's hear some right now, though. Do you have any predictions for season five? I think that the the zombies will come back, <laughs> and no that they will be a factor in some way, shape, or form. Are you sure there's no Mad Max related predictions? <sighs> well, they are in an encampment again, so there is always every time they get uh, behind a wall someplace, there's always a danger of some kind of uh, road warrior group of hooligans, uh, you know, trying to get what they have. Uh, so they might uh, put together, you know, spikes on tanker trucks and that kind of thing, and driving around. Uh, you know, that could happen. Mm -hmm. it could always happen. We have another call here. Great. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, it's Angie again. Hi. I'm like a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I was just thinking, of who, what character do you think has become obsolete now in the cast? I mean, I personally feel like Tyrese has outstayed his welcome. He came in, he hasn't done anything, and now he's getting a little bit boring. Uh, um, same with Bob. I just don't like him. I don't see his point. And Sasha, I don't understand why they're there or what they're meant to achieve. Um, but other than to be Walker fodder. Right. So like, wondering... so like half the cast for you is obsolete at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just haven't done anything yet. Do you... And I don't... Story-wise, with what's in the comic, if the show is going to vaguely follow the comic storyline, I don't see what part they could play other than being eaten. <laughs> Question for you. Did you happen to listen to our crossover show last month with Jason and Karen on on the Deadcast on their show? I listened to half of it, but I can't remember which half. Okay. Well, one of... I think it was your half. One of the things we talked about there is sort of... That I brought up was how I thought Tyrese was a little bit wasted um, since he's been introduced and, and that I thought they haven't really done all that much with them other than kind of um, kind of uh, bringing him into situations where he has really no control or very little impact on the situation. And I was sort of getting bored of that. So I was hoping for season five that they would do something more with Tyrese. So I'm, I sort of agree with you that Tyrese is kind of a little bit boring right now. But I don't want them to just give up on him. I mean, there's definitely something interesting they could do with him, right? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of ways I think it could go. And I've seen there's a lot of um, people that are being promoted to series regular that haven't done anything yet, mm -hmm. which makes me think that that's that they can say they're killing off series regulars without actually killing off any of the existing cast. Right. That, that's very cynical of you. 
<laughs> which which I agree with, because uh, yeah. I tend to be cynical myself. Because they've gone so long without making people a series regular, like Melissa McBride went what, three years before she was one. She and um, yet new people that haven't actually been played a character yet have already been cast as a series regular. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. I I I like to take the the approach that that. There's potential for everybody. I've 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 thought there's sort of been a lot of potential in Bob for a while now, but he's only just now kind of starting to do some stuff, and arguably not that much. Um, but at the same time, it's a tough call because if the cast is too big, it can sometimes dilute things a little bit. And uh, but at the same time, when they bring in a character, you want to have some interesting storyline, and there's always something they can do. So. Um, I kind of agree. Tyrese right now is the one that they've wasted the most, for lack of a better term. Um, But uh, I think, you know, I think we'll get something more out of Tyrese. And then Eugene, uh, Abraham, and Rosita, uh, I would like to see something there because I still don't feel like they have been, I know they've only been in a few episodes so far, but I really don't feel like they've been given an opportunity yet. And for me, they're a bit cartoony so far. Yeah, they are. I, I think they're Scott's homage to the comic. I think he really wants to keep their storyline quite tight. But um, like the previous seasons has been straying quite far away from the comic storyline and comic cannot. He's trying to bring the two back together. And at the moment, you've got a bunch of characters kind of floating in limbo with nothing to do until mm-hmm. the two sides meet. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, the, one of the things I like too going into season five is is I feel like I really don't have a good idea, even though I've been kind of following some of the spoilers, but I don't really have a great idea of where it's going at this point. I mean, I kind of do because I've read the comic and so on, and I do know some of the information that's coming out of the set, but season four, I see, I really had trouble with because I felt like I could predict everything, at least in the first half, season three, second half of season yeah. three and four, and it kind of bothered me a little bit, so... They'll do something cool. I have faith. I have faith. Is it? <laughs> I'm I'm interested. When is San Diego Comic Con? That is in July sometime. I don't know the exact July. dates, but it's in July. And We've that's got about six weeks, isn't it, until the trailer? Yeah, that's right. They always put out a long trailer, or at least in the in the past they have uh, season. Um, sorry, not season, but they've put out four or five minutes of new footage usually at San Diego. So. We should be looking for that. And we usually dedicate an entire episode almost to uh, analyzing it and breaking it down. So I'm sure we'll do that again this year. Yeah. <laughs> July 24th to 27th. Oh, okay. There you go. Hi. Oh, brilliant. I have the internet in front of me. Perfect. <laughs> um, All right. Okay. Great. Thanks for calling back. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. In the Ustream chat room, uh, somebody asked, always sunny in den, asked, any chance on another contest during this offseason? And I think he's probably referring to our last year's short story contest. Right. Which uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, we could ans- do a long story contest. <laughs> Write a novel and send it in. Write a novel. <laughs> Dude, we... We don't have enough time to read all the novels, <laughs> if we got any. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> um, we're not going to do a short story contest this off season. I don't think. That doesn't mean we won't do some sort of contest, though. And I 
am so in love with the uh, record your favorite scene one that we did during season four. I'm thinking about bringing that back in some way. That'd be fun. Don't you think? I mean, that was just so, so awesome. And uh, I think it was one of the most fun things we've done on this show to hear other people doing the scenes. So we might do that, whether we do it in the off season or maybe sort of to coincide with the beginning of season five. Um, I think that's most likely at this point. The other thing, too, is I was thinking of just doing random giveaways on Facebook once in a while. So uh, there's a few things sitting there in the Talking Dead prize vault that we need to get rid of. So we'll see. Keep uh, keep your eyes open and your ears open for that kind of stuff coming. Your eyes peeled and your ears to the railroad track? To the Facebook or something, yeah. Um, let's see. If anyone wants to give us a call quickly before we wrap it up, because I think we'll wrap up here in the next uh, few minutes. I think we can take one more call if somebody calls in soon. Let's do it. I know somebody who's thinking about it. Katie in the UK. The Skype name is The Talking Dead Podcast. Add us. We will uh, get that accepted right away if you want to give us a call. And uh, I think you really, really should. (laughs) And we're just going to sit here silently until you do. Oh, that's exciting stuff, isn't it? <laughs> um, All right. Well, if nobody wants to call in, yeah, we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. And if you get the, if you get the urge in the next couple of minutes while we're wrapping it up, then uh, you can. So, thank you, everyone, for calling, for listening, for tuning in. Like I said earlier, you can uh, listen to this after the fact. And if I can do the video or something like that, then we will, um, at the very least. Hopefully you can go to Ustream to rewatch if you want. I know it's riveting seeing us sitting here at a table just talking into microphones, yeah. but you know some people people wonder what we look like all the time. I get emails. What's and stuff that like whole that. behind the scenes thing? All right, we have another call. Oh, it's uh, it's Maria again. Okay. Hi. Hi, it's Maria <laughs> from Spartanburg again. Hi Hello. again. <laughs> I'm sorry to call twice. That's okay. But- I just wanted to, there was something else that I wanted to bring up about season five. Okay. Um, so I was recently in Georgia. I went down for Wizard World Comic Con. Yeah. And um, my husband and daughter and I drove down to Sonoy and some of the surrounding little towns and went driving around. And we found out that there's a bunch of do not mow signs near this little dairy farm. Oh. And um, so... I know that they've already finished up at um, filming the first episode, um, which was at Terminus, um, and from and we also visited the site of Terminus, and we saw that all the letters have been taken down from Terminus, um, and it appears that they're done filming there. Um, a lot of like brush and trees and bushes and stuff have grown up, kind of like in the yard right in front where things were before. So, um, now I can't say that they're not going back there at some point, but, um, it made me wonder, um, you know, it made me think because I know that they, y'all have said in news reports that they've promoted, um, the guy who plays Gareth to series regular. Um, it made me wonder cause since he's one of the terminus people, um, and now they're going to this dairy farm, which I, I want to be careful about spoilers and stuff, but anybody who's played the Walking Dead video game knows that um, the dairy farm is real significant with um, relationship to... Um, certain things. <laughs> certain things and certain people that may have something to do with Terminus. Yep. Um, 
yeah, that's the best way I can say it, I guess. Yep. <laughs> um, so anyway, it just kind of made me wonder, you know, how long we're going to be dealing with the people at Terminus and, um, I don't know. I just, and you know, other news reports that I've heard that I am not going to spoil cause they're really huge and sad and scary and everything else. But, um, the predictions that I'm going to make for season five, I do predict that there's going to be at least one pretty big, sad death. Um, and probably more than that before the whole season's over. But, um, I think that we're probably going to be dealing with these Terminus people even after we leave Terminus. Um, and then I'm actually kind of hoping that they bring in a new villain that people might know from the comics later in the season, mm-hmm. maybe towards the very, very end. But that's just kind of my hope. Yep. But anyway, that's, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, well, I we've. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of the information you're referring to, and I, I don't want to bring it up here. We talked about a lot of it last time on the podcast, actually, which uh, you probably have listened to. So yes. I don't think we need to, to rehash it here because it is pretty spoilery the dairy farm yeah the dairy farm is an interesting one though i hadn't actually heard that um the dairy farm does appear in the game um to my best of my recollection i don't think it's in the comic at least not exactly a dairy farm anyways so um yeah i mean they could be they could be borrowing that from the game a little bit maybe because we know what happens there in the game and and uh, a lot of speculation about what's going on at Terminus. So it could be interesting. You know, they plucked Bob Stuckey more more or less out of the novels, too, the Governor trilogy of novels. He had a bigger part in those, right? So they're they're taking bits and pieces from different Walking Dead properties now, which is kind of cool, and it keeps you guessing a little bit more. Um, it does. Uh you know, what do you think about all the spoilers that or the information that's been coming out? I was saying last time it feels like there's a lot more volume of information coming out this time. Is that your feeling too? It is. It definitely is. Um, and I'm surprised about it, especially the one big one that I'm not going to bring up. Um, <laughs> that which, which we will so not talk about. <laughs> the whole elephant in the room, the, yeah. the, that which will not be spoken about. Yeah. But, um, you know, it does seem very strange to me the the volume of um things that has been coming up and i don't know if it's because there's more people that are just more doing the whole going down there and stalking around and trying to find out what's going on or i don't know Mm -hmm. and of course you know when we were down there we were pretty much just trying to visit sites where they filmed you know we visited golly tons of places where they filmed and took pictures and that kind of thing but um you know, there's whole groups that are just dedicated to going and, you know, stalking the, the filming and trying oh, yeah. to, you know, figure out what's going on. I think the Spoiling Dead something, I can't remember the name of the group, but some group that does that and puts out news releases and stuff. Yeah, there's all kinds of information out there this year. So if you're looking uh-huh. for information, everybody, you you can find it. The Spoiling Dead fans on Facebook, I think that's they're called. It, that's so. It. Yeah. And I can't help but read it because I'm just dying to know what's going to happen. <laughs> and then I wish I hadn't read it. But I then know. I don't know if it's true or not. So. Well, that's the thing. That's what you can you can uh, take some comfort in. You don't know anything. It, what it, you don't know anything is true, right? If anything is true. So. Exactly. It's the internet. The internet is uh, rarely actually true. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks like for giving us a call back. With, it's like that commercial with a girl 
and the guy who says he's a French model. And she said, and you know what I'm talking about? I don't think I've seen it. I don't think we, I don't think we get that commercial in Canada. <laughs> oh yeah. Y'all have different TV. We do. Okay, never mind. Anybody in America will probably know what I'm talking about. It's this girl. And she says to this guy, I think it's for an insurance thing. And she says to the guy and she says, um, yeah, this is my date. He's a French model. I met him on the internet. And he's like, well, how can you be sure? And she's like, everything on the internet's true. And then the guy is like, kind of like scruffy looking you know of and he kind of winks at the insurance guy like hey yeah i'm really smart because i landed this chick just by saying i was a french model <laughs> if really only funny. if only it, if only everything on the internet was true yeah, yeah. really <laughs> all righty okay. well it's good talking to you guys again you yep. bet thanks for calling thanks bye all right. The biggest thing I got out of that is that uh, I wish that somebody would put up a do not mow sign in my neighborhood. So I didn't. Ha- I had an excuse not to mow my lawn for a season. Yeah, for a whole season. That'd be great. That would be okay. I uh, I agree. A um, couple more things here. Um, let's see. Always sunny and den in, in the uh, chat room. I predict the group will learn they have already eaten Beth. <laughs> right um that would be sad that would be really really sad and not very good storytelling that uh yeah probably although shocking you know it would be shocking you know mm, yummy look look how good this meal is and then they find out it's beth right that'd be pretty horrible for maggie anyways that yeah it would be horrible pretty bad um and uh katie it's your last chance you said you're gonna call give us a call now yeah she, oh there she is Hello. Hi, you made it on the air. Hello, it's Katie here. Hi, I Katie. Plucked up the courage to call in. Fantastic. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Very, very good. I'm glad you made the call. It's. Yes, uh, it's... Um, I just heard you say the show's about to end, so I'm like, come on, pluck up the courage, call in. Yeah, so you I tried have... calling a little while ago, but we were on the uh, on the air with Maria. Yeah, I came back and I realized that. <clears throat> okay, so I've got one question. It's it's not really related to what's going on in the show but it's kind of game of thrones related and walking dead related <laughs> perfect um so are you all caught up on game of thrones by the way yeah, i am yes yep because i will i'm gonna ask like people like you two will know and people who watch game of thrones will know of the event that was the red wedding yes of course yes. and uh people who haven't watched game of thrones who are listening i'm not going to say what it is but if you have watched it you will know what it was so uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go to The Walking Dead now. And can, I'm going to ask, can you think of an event that kind of matches the scale of The Red Wedding, like the emotions and the shock that came with it? That's mm. a really, really good question. That's an excellent question. Because um, I'm struggling to think of one, actually, at the moment. <laughs> there's a couple of things I need to qualify my answer with here. One is that I watched Game of Thrones very late. I did not watch it. I from... did too. I've only, I've, I think, I only got into it probably about a month or two ago, and I've caught up. Yeah, caught up. I'm, I'm, I'm in a similar boat. I only started watching maybe a little sooner than that, but I got all caught up. Um, <clears throat> so yeah. going into uh, Game of Thrones, I had heard of this event, and I'll be honest with you, when you call something the red wedding it's you, you can kind of guess sort of <laughs> what happens <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so i i hadn't seen it and it and i i did watch it and uh you know i was i was surprised but i went in kind of having an idea of maybe what was going to happen or at least in very general terms 
and then the other so so that's that so my you know watching that it wasn't like when everyone watched it sort of blind the first time and it just absolutely blew them away uh, so I don't quite have that experience and then with The Walking Dead because we do this podcast it's like all I think about all the time <laughs> right so uh, um, you know I I know more information and then when I'm watching it I'm, I'm much more sort of connected to it than your average your average viewer so both shows I have a slightly different perspective on than maybe your your casual or average viewer but to get back to your final your your original question yeah i there are some things in the walking dead that i think are 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 emotional and shocking and stuff like maybe when sophia came out of the barn um pretty pretty intense uh but when it comes right down to it i don't know that there's anything that's quite as shocking as what we get in game of thrones actually have gotten in game of thrones more than once yeah game of thrones it's happened it's happened quite a bit there's uh, one event that kind of comes to mind and it's um when carol killed lizzie mm -hmm. probably not yeah. a little bit shocking but more more emotional on the, the emotional side because i cried when i watched that right <laughs> i think the only thing that really shocked me that i wasn't expecting was dale's death in the show because I wasn't That's the first I, time I actually cried on The Walking Dead. I'll admit that now. <laughs> <laughs> stuff. So yeah, that one that one shocked me. I don't think it's quite on the scale of the Red Wedding, but uh, it's. I think it was shocking because uh, you know comic book fans didn't wouldn't have seen it coming, and uh, you know the casual viewer that hasn't read the comic book also wouldn't see that coming. Like mm -hmm. such a such a main character, so that was uh, that was shocking. Uh, but I don't, I don't know that it was on the scale of the Red Wedding. It's also the kind of same thing. It's like, because obviously Game of Thrones TV show, it, it's inspired by a book. Right. So it's like, and there's been, I after I watched Red Wedding for the first time, I was completely kind of shocked, but mostly because m one of my favorite characters was Met His End, mm -hmm. I'll say. Right. And it, but then I saw that. Have you ever seen any of the YouTube reactions that like all popped up afterwards? <laughs> no, no, but I sh I feel like I should watch those. <laughs> yes, those the people that filmed it like read the book, so they knew what was coming. And then the people who were watching it had no clue, and they just some of them are quite funny and quite <laughs> over dramatic. I will say as well. <laughs> I have to check that out. You know, I I do kind of wish I had been on board with Game of Thrones earlier on, just because I have not read the books, so I would have gone into that and been just you know floored i would have been i i would yeah. have thought i can't believe they they just pulled something like that off you know i can't believe they did that so um it pays to watch shows from the beginning it does <laughs> sometimes i watched I was the same with the, i was the same with the walking dead like i got in probably just after season three finished right i got quite late to the walking dead yeah i i was on for game of thrones i was uh i think i started watching halfway through the first season and I've been basically watching it uh, real time since then. And mm -hmm. for The Walking Dead, I've been watching you know real time since <laughs> before uh, they've started filming. Yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> if not, you really, really faked it well. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only other one. What about Shane's death in in Walking Dead? Shane's death was good, but for me, it wasn't shocking because I was expecting Shane's death because I was yeah, uh, I'm the same with with the comic book. Yeah, uh, I was I was waiting for that to happen. So, I hadn't read the comic books, but I could, you know, I could kind of see it coming because Shane was just turning down such a dark path. Yeah. I think there was no way 
back for him. Yeah, he was too cantankerous for uh, for the show. That's interesting that you say you hadn't read the comics yet. You could see that coming. I I would have thought that that would have been if I didn't know the comics so well. That would have been one that surprised me a little bit because I still like don't don't get me, don't get me wrong. I still like found it quite surprising. Yeah, you know because it's like best friend killing a best friend is like don't expect to see that on television. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I we will see. I mean, maybe season five they'll do something that's just so out there, so wildly controversial that uh, <laughs> that uh, you know I don't know that it'll reach that point, the Game of Thrones level. Right. I don't know. Hmm. All right, Katie. Thanks okay. for calling in. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad thank you, you... Thank you for the podcast and just keep doing what you're doing. It's oh, awesome. Th- thanks so much. I'm glad you worked up the uh, the courage to do it, and uh, we'll do this again sometime, and you can call again someday. Okay, thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, Now we're going to wrap it up for good, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. And uh, if you missed it and you're listening to this after the fact, well, we'll do another one uh, sometime. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. Uh, If you want to get in touch with us uh, when we're not doing a live show, you can give us a call on the toll-free zombie line, 1-866-483-ZOMB or ZOMB for our friends in the United States. You can find us on Twitter at Talking Dead or on Facebook at facebook.com slash thetalkingdead. That's where we have our 100,000 likes that I'm going to stop talking about soon because it just gets repetitive, right? Yep. And uh, send your email to talkingdeadpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk about the Telltale video game some more. And if we can have Melissa, who does the voice of Clementine, on, we will. I'm pretty sure we'll get her on at some point soon, whether it's that show or not. I'm not 100% sure, but we will do that soon. And uh, and I think that's it. And I want to just uh, rethank all the callers: uh, Bianca, Kiana, Mike, Angie, Gemma, Maria, Angie again, Maria again, and Katie. Look at you making a list. <laughs> I made a list. Good work, man. Thanks to everyone that called in. It uh, is super fun doing this. It's really fun hearing from you know the fans, hearing from people that uh, are listening all the time that we don't have a chance to directly interact with. Yeah. Or at least uh, real-time interact with. Real-time interaction is fun. It's really, really fun. So uh, thanks again, everyone. Uh, Until next time, my name is Chris. My name is Jason. Thanks for listening. Bye.